welcome back to this episode of Beaver Dam. I'm Grant Ingham, your host, and I'm joined alongside Garrett Highcamp. Garrett, how are you doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, you know, just got back from a trip from Chicago, so still still waking up from that 10-hour round-trip bus ride, but, you know, it's uh, uh, a great day, great day to be a beaver. Yeah, absolutely, and it was a, was a long trip yesterday. Uh, like you said, 10 hours round-trip, waking up at probably around 6 and not getting back till. 11 ish. It was a long day, but um, got the win, and we'll get to that eventually. But um, we're gonna open up with men's golf this week, who had, you know, broke some, broke some school records, and then volleyball, who had a jam-packed week as usual, and then men, uh, women's soccer, and then uh, us men's soccer football on a bye week this week, and um, you know, so it's gonna be a short show, but at the same time, there's a lot of, a lot of things happening in um the Beavers Athletic Department this week. And like I said, we're going to open up with men's golf. The Bluffton University men's golf team went the distance and then some en route to their first tournament victory on Sunday, September 19th, 2021. Tied at 6.05 after 36 holes, thanks to three birdies on the final hole, Bluffton notched four pars on the first hole of the playoff to take down local power Ohio Northern in the 2021 Beaver Fall Classic. Bluffton missed its one one day old school record for 18 holes by one shot. The Beavers shattered their 36 hole mark with a 605, shaving 18 strokes off the previous mark, taking Bluffton, taking fifth in Bluffton's 36 hole individual record was Dominic Caster Betty, who shot a 74 76 for a 150. Also moving into the top five was fellow senior Spencer Spencer Daniels, who finished with the weekend with a 153, which was good for ninth. Also firing 153 was freshman Hunter Joloff, who showed consistency with scores of 76 and 77 at the Bluffton Golf Club. Junior Clay Quailhorse was back in familiar territory with a 73 on Sunday, giving him a 154 for the tournament. Nathan Everly made it all five A-squad members shooting between 150 and 156. Senior Nick Offenberger and freshman Braden Tosi shot 160 and 162, respectively, to lead to the to lead the B squad. And Bluffton heads to uh, Miami Whitewater Golf Club for the HCAC Championship Preview uh, this upcoming Saturday. But what a what a way to get a, a tournament win at your home golf club! And, and I saw videos of that on Twitter, and it was just a um, college golf, the atmosphere is underrated when you have that much pressure on your putts. Um, you know, everybody's around the green and, and what a moment for the Bluffton golf, uh, team to, to get a win on their home course. And, and what a moment for coach Craig, who it's been building. I mean, we've talked about it every week, how the scores just keep getting lower and lower and, and they're playing better golf. And, and it's really, um, you know, really proud to see them get a win like that like I said, at their home golf course against a local uh, local rival like ONU, and, and and it's really good to see from them. Definitely, definitely. You know, that's just a, just, um, a way to realize the step that this program's taking, you know, first tournament win. Uh, it's a great sign, great sign heading into the, the um, conference uh, preview, which is I think they could be feeling no better going into that, and I'm excited to see the scores and how they rank up against some of the more well-known uh, golf schools in the conference. Absolutely, and not having to play in the middle of the week and, and having a full week to prepare for that uh, conference preview is also going to be pretty important. They don't have to worry about you know seeing a different golf course or 
um, you know, you know, just being able to go out and practice instead of having to play a whole nother event is, is going to be helpful towards the Beavers and, and very good to see them. And hopefully, like you said, they can uh, climb the leaderboard in the in that championship preview. But we move on to uh, women's volleyball. And the Bluffton University volleyball team made the short trip north on Interstate 75 to take on head coach Steve Yarnell's alma mater, the University of Finley. The Oilers won 25-17 and 25-18 before Bluffton nearly pushed it to the fourth set. The Beavers led by as many as five points but could not put it away, dropping the clincher 25-23. Bluffton fell to 6-9 on the season while Finley upped its mark to 6-1. Tuesday marked the first meeting between the two schools since 2008 when Bluffton upset Finley in four sets at Croy thanks to a whopping 24 kills from the all-time great Jenna Elshman. Bluffton led 10-5, 13-8, and 15-10 in set three before the home team rallied to sweep the narrow 25-23 finisher. Cassidy Posey paced the front line with nine kills one day after being named the Heartland Conference Hitter of the Week. Maddie White helped hand it out nine, uh, 17 helpers while Brooke Cloman picked up eight digs. Junior Kaylee Campbell was in on a couple blocks for the visitors. And they jumped right back into action Wednesday, September 22nd. Wilmington College took one set handily, 25-19, before the Bluffton University volleyball team turned the tide in a 3-1 win over the Quakers. One night removed from a battle with the University of Finley, Bluffton uh, recovered from a sluggish start, improving to 7-9 with its fourth win in the past six matches. The visitors needed extra time, but the result was worth the wait as Bluffton won the final three sets after hitting the road for the second time in many days. Junior Kaylee Campbell was on fire, driving home a career-high 15 kills against just three errors for a red-hot 4-1-4 hitting percentage. Senior Cassidy Posey was nipping at the heels with her 14 winners of her own. Sophomore Alicia Like and freshman Chloe Barnett added seven spikes apiece. Maddie White, who went over 1,000 career assists at Finley, uh, the previous night, set the table with 35 help, help, helpers, and she added eight digs in the victory. Like fired three of Bluffton's 12 aces on Wednesday night, and she was in on four blocks. Waxing the floor with a match high, 25 digs with senior standout Brooke Cloman, who recently eclipsed 1,500 career digs. Junior Ellie Price was a jack-of-all-trades with 14 pickups, seven assists, and two aces. And then... They made the short trip up yesterday in a try match with Capital and Ohio Northern in a, you know, a, an up and down Saturday. Uh, they defeated Capital in four sets before host Ohio Northern swept the Beavers on Saturday, September 25th. Bluffton moved to 8-10 on the season, heading into conference play next Saturday. Maddie White and Chloe Barnett were lights out at the net in the opening match. White hit 5 45 with 12 kills and no errors while recording a triple-double with 31 assists and 11 digs. Barnett drove home 11 winners against just one error for a 357 hitting percentage. Cassidy Posey had a team-best 14 kills as Bluffton hit a whopping 311 for the match. Senior Brooke Clumman cleaned up with 24 digs and a career-high 13 assists. Kyra Rainey chipped in with nine pickups, White and Kaylee Campbell stuffed the Crusaders with three blocks apiece. Ohio Northern made quick work of the visitors, winning all three sets by identical 25-14 to 14 scores. 
Barnett led the front line with nine kills in the final match of the day. White handed out 14 assists and led the Beavers with nine digs. Fleming and Week Courtney weekly followed up with eight and seven digs, respectively. Weekly also chimed in with a pair of aces. Bluffton will have the week off to prepare for uh, Heartland Conference favorites, Transylvania. The Pioneers will be part of a homecoming tri-match that consists of Tri-University. Bluff, Bluffton will tee it up with the Pioneers at 1 p.m. on Saturday, October 2nd in the Summer Center. So it's a big week coming up here for uh, the volleyball team. And in an up-and-down week, had to face a D2 team and then two uh, high-level teams in Capital and Ohio Northern. And then also picking up another win against a HCA, or a OAC team in Wilmington, and it's a um, overall. I think it's a pretty good week, and and getting going two and one against the OAC is always good, no matter the sport. Um, such a strong conference and such a strong, um, you know, group of schools, no matter the sport, and, and it's good to see that before going into um, such a big match against Transylvania at home and an opportunity to really. Um, send a message in the HGAC for this season. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, the Beavers have picked up momentum coming into conference play and just uh, solid performances throughout the week. Uh, Finley's always going to be a tough one as it's a Division two school, but I would say they held their own for most of the match. Absolutely, and and you see, we've talked about it. The eight and ten record is not indicative of what this, how good this team is. I think it's they've played a whole lot of really good teams in those 18 matches and that strength of schedule has got to be up there with with anybody in the HCAC and and that's only going to help them uh moving forward and you know when it's all said and done your season is based on how you do against the HCAC and that's that's what it is yep yep you know you flip uh every sport should do this they just flip a different split when it comes to conference because uh, at the end of the season, you said the only thing that really matters is how you finish in the conference. Absolutely. And we're going to move on to women's soccer, who battled St. Mary's uh, to the nail for 90 minutes, but came up just short in a 2-1 loss uh, to the Bells on a rainy Monday, September 20th. The Beavers dipped to 2-4 uh, and four on the season, while SMC improved to 6-1 and one overall. St. Mary's standout Rose Stackhouse came into Bluffton with six goals in six games. But on Monday afternoon, she switched roles and became the lead table setter. The senior connected with Julian Bowman twice in the opening stanza as the visitors opened up with a 2-0 lead at the break. Late in the second half, Bluffton pulled all of the stops and nearly sent the match into overtime when Frankie Hamilton connected with fellow junior Taylor Dye. The home team continued to pressure on the belts, but SMC held on to the 2-1 victory on Monday. Juniors Needham again and Emma White both put up three shots against the Bells. St. Mary's finished with five more attempts, but Bluffton forced six six more corner kicks. Freshman Brielle Collier knocked away six SMC shot attempts. And they were back in action in West Virginia for a matchup with Bethany College on yesterday, Saturday, September 25th. The Beavers netted a score in each period en route to a 2-0 two no- two shutout victory over the Bison. Bluffton improved to three and four on the season, while Bethany slipped to four and three overall. Junior Taylor Dye found the back of the net for her team best third goal of the season in minute 15. Nina began delivered a strike to Frankie Hamilton with just over 10 minutes to play, icing Bluffton's 2 0 shutout of a quality Bison team. Bluffton fired away with 19 with a 19 to six advantage in shots, including 12 to two on target. The visitors forced two more corner kicks, 75 
while Bethany was whistled for five more fouls, 16-11. to 11. McGinn and Caitlin Burden led the offense with five and four shots, respectively. Respe- uh, freshman Brielle Collier uh, notched her third victory of the season in the win. And, you know, to finish the week against a, a good Bison team away and, and get to three and four going into conference, it, it's good for the Lady Beavers. And, and it's good to see that front three scoring. And Taylor Dyes got two and two now. And, and they're finding goals from uh from the midfield and, and you know it was always going to be about where they could where the goals were going to come from this year it was never a doubt um how that back four is going to hold up you know once they figured out that starting back four it's been really good and even playing uh St. Mary's the other day only conceding two against that team against the St. Mary's team that was really good um technically and playing on the ground and stuff um you know it's pretty impressive and and that back four is going to keep them in a lot of games this year um, in the conference. And it's about where that front three is going to be at. Uh, you know, they're trying to figure out who the striker is. But the wingers, Taylor Dye and Nina McGinn, have been, have been uh, really good this year. And, and they're just getting, just getting hot going into conference play. Exactly, exactly. You said it well. Um, nothing really uh, – Beavers couldn't carry more momentum going into conference with their first shutout of the year on, on a way day, a uh, long away day to West Virginia. But, uh, you know, just uh, encouraging signs from the Bluffton Beavers um, finishing the non-conference 3-4. and four. Not how they would have liked it, but um, a pretty solid uh, outcome for them. Absolutely, and they do get uh, D5 Wednesday, who is probably the weakest team in on the women's side in um, the HCAC. And, you know, it would be, you know, you can't start any better than 1-0 uh, Wednesday. And if they need to go out there and, and – uh, handle business and I mean that's a game that if you want to be in the conference tournament in that top six you gotta win um and and they gotta go to DeFi and handle business yep yep nothing more nothing more than the start conference one one and oh for both the men's and the women absolutely and we go to our team uh the Bluffton University men's soccer team traveled across U.S. 30 to College of Wooster on uh Tuesday September 21st the Fighting Scots had too much firepower as the home team improved to six and two with a four-one victory over the Beavers. Bluffton fell to three and two on the season. Wooster went up one nil in the five oh seven mark when Lucas Napora connected with Alex Phillip for his first goal of the season. Bluffton responded minute thirteen with senior stalwart Dalton Tainer intercepting a Wooster pass and made the home team pay with his leading seventh goal of the season. With ten minutes to play in the opening stanza, Pullet was on the receiving end and he delivered what would be the game winner with 55 minutes to play. Max Hill scored twice early in the second half en route to a 4-1 victory over Bluffton on Tuesday evening. Bluffton came up on the wrong end of a 30-6 margin for shots. Worcester put nine on frame, six more than the Beavers. Both teams committed 10 fouls, and Worcester forged 5-1 advantage in corner kicks. Junior Stephen Liptek racked up five saves for the visitors. Tanner and Elijah Zimmerman equally split Bluffton's six shots. But we were back in action yesterday, like we talked about at the opening, uh, in Chicago for its second trip to the Windy City in the past two weeks. The uh, Bluffton downed the home team 3-1 as the Beavers improved to 4-2 on the season heading into conference play. Although Moody went up, went up, went on top 1-0 and just two minutes into the contest, a Dalton Tainer tally nodded it up less than 30 seconds later. Elijah Zimmerman put the visitors off for good in minute seven, and Tainer iced it with his nine goal of the season early in the second half. 
Bluffton finished with a 15-7 shot advantage, including 8-2 on frame. The Beavers forced three more corner kicks on Saturday. Tainer fired five shots at the Archers in Bluffton's 3-1 victory. And similar to the uh, women's side, we lose in the midweek and, and finish conference play with a win away, a long trip away. And um, again, can't can't ask for much more than that heading into conference play. Um, DeFi Wednesday, good side, always a always a battle when you when you play against uh, a team like that, and you know haven't beaten them in a very long time. We're trying to write the flip the script come come uh, Wednesday. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, nothing more. I know the team is ready. The team is ready uh, after a good. Um, non-conference performance from us uh, a couple results we wish we could have had but uh, nonetheless um, just a team ready to go and I say uh, teams all focused in for defiance you know that game's um, circled on the schedule you know that's the extra one that's the one we need to win uh, after some after two straight years of losing by one goal in overtime I'd say it's almost time to flip the script for the Beavers yeah and um, like you said to my freshman year we lost them 5-4 and Absolutely crazy game, absolute roller coaster. And last year, double overtime loss to open the year, um, one nil. And and like I said, it's just anything you haven't seen in a soccer game, you're gonna see in Bluffton Defiance. That's just how it is. And and like I said, for the women's team, if if we want to make the conference tournament, we've got to find a way to win that game. And um, similar to the women's team, you can only start one and zero on Wednesday, and just not looking forward. Um, past that game and, and that's the most important game on our on our schedule when the schedule comes out definitely definitely i'm just you know excited excited to be playing excited to be part of the atmosphere so i'll just be encouraged if you could uh you know attend that game i'm sure it would not disappoint absolutely and that's going to do it uh here on this episode of the beaver dam we thank you for listening and encourage you to come back and listen to us on sunday check out the previous podcast search and subscribe iTunes, or Google Play, The Wit 96.1 podcast at Bluffton University. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at TheBeaverDam961. For more stories and information, check out our website, BluftonWit.com, and subscribe. This has been Garrett Heitkamp, joined with Brandingham, and we, and we thank you to, for listening to 96.1 The Wit. Roll beat.